I'm well, a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. I'm wear a captain suit the, the show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn a, into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one this point. is in the chemistry lab. I'm I just, on the verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. help what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for <laughs> other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Paulie Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Paulie Sibilia. I'm Stephen Fontes. We welcome you into another week of Orange Nation. Two guests lined up for you on the show today. Our good friend Mike McAllister from Syracuse on SI, allsyracuse.com. He'll join us at 12.15. Coming up at 1 o'clock, Brad Klein from the Locked On Syracuse podcast. Today's actually his final day with Locked On Syracuse. He's the new play-by-play man at Western Kentucky. He'll join us at 1 o'clock. Plus, we'll mix in your phone calls at any time at 315-437-7644. Did you enjoy the long weekend, Paulie? I did. The Big Red of Western Kentucky. Sorry, I don't know. I just wanted to blurt out there. Aren't they the Hilltoppers? Big Red's their mascot. Oh, right. Yeah, yes. They're the Hilltoppers. They've got like, he's like a red grimace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't make any sense. We can, we can. I was gonna say we can ask. You can ask Brad Klein about that. That's, what the that's hell very is much, Big Red? That, that is a poly question. One of, uh, one of the great questions in all of America. Uh, he is described as. I can't believe we're leading the show with this. He's, He's described as a, a cross between Grimace from McDonald's and <laughs> Elmo from Sesame Street. There you go. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why, but that's like the first thing I think of when I see when I hear that that school. Like they've got just a blob, a furry blob as a mascot, and now they have Brad Klein as the voice of their sports. Not a furry blob. No, um, knows the stuff. I know. We'll, we'll talk with Brad coming up uh, in hour number two. How was your weekend? It was great, Steve. I did nothing. Cleaned the house. Lived a little. Got pulled over this morning on the way into the... Did you really? Yeah. Did you get out of it? Yeah. Speeding? No, I got... You know how I got a new car like three months ago? I just haven't put the registration in the window. So did you have it in the car with you? Yes, the old one was the old, like the temporary one still taped to it. I'm just lazy. Yeah. Well, we knew that. Did you tell the the police officer that? I'm just lazy. Yeah, basically. I said, I got it right here. But they still made me sit there while they checked me. Yeah, make sure I wasn't make sure that you're not didn't like, have any warrants for, or anything yeah, right. for my arrest. Exactly. And it took like 20 minutes, and I missed a meeting this morning. So, not a great way to start the week. That's no. And that then I like got to come do this it. thing. Oh yeah, don't sound too excited. It's two hours. You can do it. You can do it. What stood out to you from a sports perspective? It was not a great baseball weekend. Not for Steve, you. For you no. either. Yeah, not for me either. You're yeah. a Yankee fan. I'm a Padres fan. Not. Not a good weekend. Uh, both of our teams ran into good, good teams. You yes. you ran into the best team in baseball. Um, and are you worried about like I, I actually am? Yeah, Jordan, Jordan. I'm a little worried about the Yankees. Jordan sorry. asked us like a week and a half ago. I wasn't worried. I'm starting were, to get worried. Yeah, right. If we were worried about the Yankees, I am not a Yankee fan. And I'm starting to get worried about. Them. Yeah, I'm a little worried about them. I am. You know they, it's they just they haven't been able to put it together, right? I mean. 
the offense has gone quiet. John Carlos Stanton's been out of the lineup. Anthony Rizzo, you know, has had a back issue. They haven't been able to hit. Then yesterday they get the bats going and you know, they give up thirteen runs, twelve runs, whatever it ended up being. Twelve nine, I think the final was. Um yeah, I'm I'm a little concerned. I, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not super concerned about Frankie Montas the way he pitched yesterday. Did not pitch well, obviously, but you know, there are some reasons for it. He'd been out, you know, he hadn't pitched in two weeks. Just you know, it was they've mourning the death of somebody in, in his family. So I, you're right, and the first time all year, and everybody goes through slumps. But yeah, I mean, they they miss Stanton, they've missed Rizzo. It's basically the Aaron Judge show if he doesn't do something for you. And yesterday he did, and they still they still lose the game. Teams are pitching around him, and you know the pitching hasn't been great. Astros haven't been hot either, and they've caught the Yankees pretty yeah. much for yeah yeah they the went record. into yesterday separated by a half game. In the standings, so uh, yeah, I, I mean, Yankees are going to win the division. They're going to get a high seed, whether or not they get home field. That's that's still to be determined. But they're in a little bit of a funk right now. And um, yeah, when we had this conversation last week, I I told you I wasn't worried. I, I'm definitely starting to get worried after that series. I am uh, very worried. Also, as my team is uh, slipping out of the wild card race slowly but surely, they're doing it again, Steve. Last year they had, last year they were the first team to have the best record in baseball, like in June, and not make the playoffs. And now they are a game and a half in the final, ahead in the final wild card. And they're not good. Their pitching well, they're not, bad. They're not Dodgers good. Their offense is, but you got to be able to score a run. You've got one of the best pitching staffs in baseball, and you've given up tons of runs. It's not good. You and I were texting a little bit last night, and I know you're probably in no mood to talk about this, but are you sure you haven't changed your mind about the, the in-game interviews, like Juan Soto? Like, are you sure? It's, it's cool, right? No, no, it's, no, not, it's not cool when it's your not. team's okay. losing. Like, okay. If you're on a four-game losing streak and the ESPN approaches you about doing the in-game interview, go, no, why don't you go to the, the Dodgers, who are, have won nine of their last ten, and interview them? We got games to win. You don't do it if you're on a skid. All right. No, no, I'm not okay with it. it did, I mean, it didn't affect his play. In fact, he tracked down a, a ball in the outfield that most people probably wouldn't track down while he was doing the interview. It's not a good look. Okay. It's not a good look. You're getting your ass kicked by your rival and you're out here talking. Shut up and play baseball. So if the, if the Padres were on a five-game winning streak, yeah, you would have been I'd, fine I'd, with I would have been okay with it. Okay. I'm still not a huge fan of it, but like a team that's struggling should not... Like, Would you be happy right now Yankees have lost... Five in a row, and freaking Aaron Judge is out there talking during the game. No, shut up and win. <laughs> you answered for me. Uh, I don't think it would bother me. And watching the game, it adds to the entertainment value. Like that was that was it's interesting. It's not his job to entertain you vocally. It's his job to entertain you baseball wise. He did both. He was How talking about to win me, a game, and he was you know making plays at the same time. Win games. Go to the win. Go to the team that's playing better. And do the interview. Juan Soto should have passed. Like this isn't a good time. We're not good right now. Catch me next time. Yeah, I I can I can respect that response. Just in general, though, you know, when this first came up, you said you didn't like the idea at all of people doing interviews during the game. I like it. I'm not a Padres fan. I'm not a Dodgers fan. I watched the game last night, and uh, I was entertained while Juan Soto was doing an interview. Freddie Freeman's really good, and he's winning. Maybe he's got time. (laughs) They probably already talked to him, though. 
I don't watch every Sunday night game. I watched. I happened to watch one last night. Mookie Betts is really good in winning. Who do you want to talk to most in that series, though? You want to talk to that guy who turned down $400 million. They actually asked him about that. Well, that's great. Talk about it when you're not on the field and you're winning. <laughs> like, uh, you don't get that? Like, people are no, calling I me said, grumpy. I said I can I can respect that part of your answer. I, I feel like just in general you have a problem with the interviews during yeah, the game. Yeah, it's, like, it's distracting someone at their job. But it, it wasn't. Again, I mean, he, he made... He made that one really nice play while he was being interviewed. Nope. No. It's not his job. you got to separate the two. He, he is an entertainer. That's part of his job. That's why he gets paid $400 million or whatever he's going to end up To getting. win. He gets paid to win. Have you watched any of the Jeter thing, by the way? No, because I don't, is, have, I don't much, have cable. That is very much a Jeter response. Yeah, Jeter would say no to that. He I'm would. not he doing it. Would, yeah, no he's doubt. a professional. Yeah. Good for him. I mean, that's that's what we've learned through the six episodes. Only, there's only one left this Thursday. That's what we've learned through the six episodes is that if it had if it had anything to do with something other than baseball, Jeter didn't want to think about it. He didn't want to talk about it. He want, it, it was everything was about baseball and winning with him. So that that's a very much a, it should a be everybody's response. attitude. Yeah, and I, I can respect that part of it. if your team's not playing well, but just I the the overall idea of the in game interviews while the guys are playing, I think it's great. People are bringing up, what if we mic'd up in this show? Like, what if you were on, like, I'm trying to do the show with you, and you're blabbling, having a side conversation with somebody, and you miss what I'm talking about. But he didn't miss anything. In fact, he was engaged. It's going to happen. Somebody's going to get distracted. Someone's going to drop a ball and, yeah, get hit with a line drive or something. Hasn't Well, I haven't seen it happen yet. Okay. I find I find it interesting. We got a big show lined up for you today, guys. If you can't tell, we're arguing about we're talking about mascots and uh, interviewing during the game. We're going to uh, talk Syracuse recruiting. JP Estrella uh, announcing man. that he uh, he's got a a date in mind when he's going to announce his school. September second is uh, that's uh, just a. Day before the Syracuse opening football game. Oh, there you go. It's a Friday. Um, he announced uh, that on uh, his Instagram page this morning that he plans to announce his commitment on September 2nd. Uh, again, he he turned down Duke. He, he canceled that visit to Duke. Um, Tennessee, Marquette, both in the mix. Syracuse in the mix. A um, lot of guys are after him. Iowa. Um We'll see where he ends up, and we'll uh, we'll talk with Mike McAllister coming up in the next segment uh, about his visit, what he uh, heard, how it went, what Jim Beheim said to J.P. Estrella, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll get all the the lowdown from Mike McAllister. He'd be a nice addition to next year's team. And again, you know they they've needed to find an answer at the five spot, and Jesse Edwards has been that answer. At least he was for half the season last year, and then he ended up getting hurt. He's back healthy. He's going to be the answer this year. At least you're counting on him to be. Who knows what happens with Jesse Edwards moving forward? Who knows if he's even on the team next year? He may move on to bigger and better things. Um, there is there is going to be a spot at uh, at the at the center position, whether it's next year or the year after. And it sounds like either way, even if Edwards is here, they they feel like he can come in and contribute and play right away. 
Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see, Steve. The uh, the funny thing about this is if you, what you say about Jesse Edwards is true, he's good enough to go on and move to another spot, maybe in, go on to a basketball career. Odds are that means Syracuse basketball was probably pretty good. Doesn't necessarily mean it, but odds are if he's not here, it was a decent season for Syracuse basketball. You would hope so. I mean, that, that means he had a good year. Yeah. You need him to have a good year. Um, we'll, we'll get Mike's thoughts, too, on uh, John Rothstein's projection of what the starting five is going to be. We we delved into that a little bit uh, last week. Let me give you a quick, uh, brief synopsis of the artist of the day today. Steve. Oh, yes, please do. Uh, he was born today in 1962. Are you going with that? The, makes him 60. Are you going with the guy that you mentioned yes, to me last night? Yes, he's number 33, uh, according to Billboard magazine, of the greatest rappers of all time. So it's a cool Modi's birthday. So we'll get a 60. 60. We're going to squeeze out seven cool Modi's. Was it difficult? No, it wasn't. No, I knew them all. Okay. All right. We'll start with this. We'll go. We'll go. Uh, hopefully chronologically. We'll start with like go see the doctor. Okay. And then work our way through. All right. Well, I look forward to that. Uh, we've I'm got sure Mike McAllister, do. publisher of Syracuse on SI, AllSyracuse.com. He'll join us next. We're just getting started on Orange Nation. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> Welcome back to Orange Nation, Polly, Steve, Cool Modi's birthday. This one's called Do You Know What Time It Is? Off of his greatest hits, Steve. Using a little clock as the beat. Do you know what time it is? Girlies are partying, touching my body. And cool Modi. I do know what time it is for this uh, for this show. It's time to go to the uh, the phone lines. We open them up. Look at you. Scooter, uh... Called in, Scooter in Jamesville, joining us here on Orange Nation. Always great to talk to you, Scooter. How are things? Good, good. Uh, you mentioned Western Kentucky, and actually, old man, Minusha memory, uh, actually, Syracuse basketball has got some history, I think, Western Kentucky. We go back to the 78 tournament. Uh, they knocked us out with the Louis, when William Bowie era. Uh, they knocked us out in the first round, I believe, and a controversial play where... Uh, Marty Burns drove in. They called the basket good, which gave Syracuse a one-point lead, and they took it away. And back then, they didn't have the two-shot foul rule. It's a one-on-one, and Marty ended up missing a one-on-one. And I wasn't sure if they actually beat them on the way to the Final Four uh, in the second round. I know we beat somebody. I thought it was Western Kentucky the, the game before we beat Florida. But uh, So there is some history with Western Kentucky and Syracuse. So uh, I know I know Polly likes Minusa like that, so... Um, but, uh, that, 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 uh, I was looking at the, uh, some of the schedules cause I was for the preseason future bets. And, uh, I was surprised that Pittsburgh was eight and a half. And unless they in that process where they just reload, I thought that was kind of high. I mean, they opened up against West Virginia and Tennessee and uh, then they play a couple times down the road. So I, I, was, I was surprised that that was an eight and a half, you know, what Syracuse will play later on in the season. But looking at the schedule, I still think there's could be easily, well, not easily, but six potential wins on, on the schedule if things break right. And 
Last year, we were in all the games, a lot of them. We know the Lake Forest game went overtime, and we're a field goal away of actually almost beating Clemson. And uh, so we'll see what happens. Seven home games, and, you know, the Wagner and then Connecticut on the road, which is only, only supposed to win two and a half this year. And Boston College, later on, I don't think it's going to be a great home field advantage. It's a pro town, and I think they think more about Boston College hockey at times. So I think there's a, there's a shot. Oh, oh, by the way, Paul, you're gonna you're gonna like this too. Because looking at talking about hiring the wrong coach and just destroying a winning dynasty. I was looking at Boise State because I think they're kind of high at the eight and a half. But every every game in Boise State is on in Syracuse in a commercial venue somewhere, which is about the sixth year in a row. Compared to sometimes you're looking for Syracuse, you have to look at the computer or or the camping camping world uh, network or something. So. It's just interesting with the way cable is now that you don't have to, you can be on TV every week, even though you're not in like a high venue. And so I think from a recruiting standpoint, you're talking about Iowa. Iowa is on the big 10 a lot. I mean, I've even watched Iowa just about every week. So it'll be interesting to see when he makes this decision, if that has anything to do with it. Cause the last couple of years, Iowa sent the number one draft picks. I think this year they had the number one, when the top draft and first round draft picks came from Iowa. So that'll be interesting. All right, Scooter. Uh, appreciate you calling in as always. In, in regards to Pittsburgh, I think a couple things with the Panthers. So they've got the the quarterback coming in from USC, uh, Keaton Slovis. They've got a, a schedule in which they benefit from playing the Coastal, not the Atlantic. Um, you know, he mentions Tennessee right off the bat, West Virginia, Tennessee to start. They beat Tennessee last year uh, at Tennessee. Now they've got them in Pittsburgh. So um, I, I think between the fact that they've they've got the Coastal schedule. You know, they've got a, a, several of their toss-up games. If you look at their schedule, several of their toss-up games are at home. Uh, I do think it's possible for Pitt to get back to eight wins. And, and again, we'll we'll see how that plays out. But um, as I look at the SU schedule, I'm not chalking up Pittsburgh as a win. Um, it's a road game. They've struggled with Pittsburgh, especially at... They've struggled with everybody. At Heinz Field, but it's not Heinz Field You're going to have to make a switch. You're gonna to have to decide they're not gonna struggle with somebody. All right, so so let's let's look at the schedule then. So this is kind of like our knee jerk reaction. I don't want to be. This isn't my. You want to talk about final struggling. projection? Yeah, Louisville. They've yeah. struggled. I did a little math, Steve. They've given up 127 points to Louisville in the last three games, and they've lost the last two, 71 to three. Yeah, they've gotten hammered. Yeah, that's bad offense and defense. It's a tough way to start. Um, it, th- this is kind of how I, I look at the schedule. Um, this is just my knee-jerk reaction to it. I, I think they... I, are we going to do this game by game? So, what? this is where I'm going to go with this. I think they split between Louisville and Purdue. I'm not sure which one they win, which one they lose. You know, to your point, mapping out the, the stats, you know, it would, it would seem that they have a better chance of beating Purdue than they do Louisville, but... Um, you make your picks. Stop being wishy-washy. Okay, fine. My gut says they beat Louisville, they beat UConn, they lose to Purdue. So I think they start 2-1. and one. I'm okay. going to go win-win-loss. Okay, I think they're going to lose to Louisville, beat UConn, and Purdue. Okay. So they're 2-1. and one. We both agree they're 2-1. and one. I think they beat Virginia, and they beat Wagner. I think they're 4-1. and one. Oh, man. All right, I, I, I take back. See, this is going to make me look bad. I think they're going to lose to Louisville and Purdue. They're going to be UConn, Virginia, and Wagner, so that would put them three and two. Okay, you've got them three and two through five. I think they're four and one. 
Okay. I think they lose to NC State. I think they lose to Clemson. I'll slow down. You're going too fast okay. for my little hands. Okay. NC State loss. I agree. Clemson loss. I agree. Notre Dame loss. I agree. Pittsburgh loss. Uh, I agree. Okay. So what do we got? So that leaves three games left. So I've got them at five and four right now, three games left. Or no. That's not right. What do I have? You got them at four and five. Four and five, right. Sorry, because I I have them ending with five wins. I have them at three and... So I'm at four and five right now. I think they win one of their final three. I think they win three of their final four. Really? Yes. Interesting. I think they beat Florida State, Wake, and BC. You just just pulled out the stats of what they've done with Louisville. Look into the stats of what they've done in the month of November. I agree. It's not good. But I feel like they'll wake I feel like it's going to be wake up time. Okay. I will for the sake of argument I will say I I, I I'm going to say they beat BC to close out the year. I think they No. Give me give me the Florida State game. They beat Florida State, they lose to Wake and BC on the road. That's what I'm going to say. 5 and 7. All right, I have them 6 and and 6 and 6. With winning three, three of the last winning four. Winning a three-game losing. Winning three of the last yeah. four on yeah. the road. Yes. In November. Yes. That would be something. They aren't winning one of those games in that four-game stretch, right? They're not beating NC State, Clemson, Notre Dame, or Pittsburgh. And then I feel like they just uh, it turned it on. You have them ending horribly, Steve. You have them not improving. I'm just going. I'm going with what we've seen, right? This is. There's been a pattern. This is year seven. I got. I got. I am far more optimistic about this team than you are. Steve. By, by a game, <laughs> I had a five and seven. You have them six and six. Um, I would be. I I would be shocked if they get to six and six by winning three or four. I wouldn't be shocked that they get to six and six. I would be shocked if they win three of four to close out the year to get to six and six. You'd be shocked if they beat Florida State, who's been bad lately. Wake Forest, who's been very good, but again, three of the four are on the road. And BC. I mean, so if you're saying they're gonna they're gonna finish the year on a three game winning streak, yes, I would be surprised by that. Okay. Wouldn't you be surprised if they beat anybody pretty much except for UConn and Wagner in um, Virginia? No, I I don't. I, I don't think surprised is the right word because, again, I think Louisville is a toss-up game. Purdue is a toss-up game. Virginia what, what is a toss-up game. What makes you think Louisville is a toss-up game? I mean, the spread's three right now. I mean, that it's a field goal. Like, that's that's a toss-up game. They haven't they scored three I in their last two I understand. Games. I understand. But, I mean, that not that the definition of a toss-up game? Like, three to four points spread? I mean, that's or, – or less? That's a toss-up game. I would say anything that's more than a touchdown, that's that's not a toss-up game. Some teams, you just they got your number. Yes, I would agree with that. There, there's no rhyme or reason. But to it. it's the first game, and there is a little bit of the element of the unknown in that first game. If they win that game, all bets are off. They could get they could get to seven. Yeah, again, it depends on how they do in the toss-up games. Last year, they they had a bunch that went against them. We, in close I will games. say this: there are two losses that cannot happen on this schedule. Cannot. UConn and Wagner. Yeah, if that happens, you know, sometimes the uh, 
sometimes the uh, captain goes down with the ship. This time the, the crew needs to shoot him directly into the sun if you lose one of those two games, right? I would agree with that in, in that, uh, not necessarily the analogy, but... There's yet, no recovering from those. Right. You're There's no way you could sell that things are getting better if those two happen, one of those two happened. I would agree with that. Uh, yes. Yeah, they, it's not, not going to happen. There's no way they're losing to Wagner. But, and you know, dare I say there's no way they're losing to UConn. There, there's been games where, like, Coach P lost at Temple and at Rutgers when you thought there was zero shot that right. it would happen. UConn would be similar to that. Yeah, UConn was 1-11 last year. Yeah, that can't happen. That's not going to happen. I, I, it's not going to happen, right. but if it does, yeah, our job's just got a hell of a lot more interesting. Yeah. So, did, that, so did the coaching staff. And that stretch <laughs> in the middle is just brutal. The NC State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Pitt. I mean, the one benefit of the NC State game is you're coming off a of bye week and you're coming off a of Wagner game. So, again, not to look past Wagner, but you've got essentially three weeks to get ready for NC State, and it's a home game. So if... If they have a chance of winning any of those three, I think that is the one. But, you know, NC State's a sexy pick, trendy pick this year to, to win the ACC, to beat out Clemson this year. So if uh, I the if I had to pick one, I would – it's at Clemson, though. Clemson, unless their offense gets markedly better, you could stay in that game. Don't you anticipate they will be, though? They were bad I, I know, but they've, they've got too much talent not to be better, I would think. Um, you don't think their best chance in that stretch is NC State? No, they're good. <laughs> well, they're all good. That's why it's a really tough stretch. Out of know. out of NC State, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's the easiest. Oh, I thought you were throwing Notre Dame in there. Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh, I, just, oh, I did. You said oh, four Pittsburgh, games. No, I, I, that three-game stretch. Sorry. Okay. I meant NC State, Clemson, and Notre Dame. Yeah. That three-game stretch. Yeah, I, 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 think, would, I think the most winnable is NC State, given the fact it's after a bye week. I wouldn't put uh, any money on any of those right, right. to happen. Understood. How would you like to be a ticket salesperson for Syracuse football if they lose to UConn or Wagner? Well, sell them now then. That's, <laughs> right. that's, the, that's the strategy. Sell them now. Um, because you're right. If, if what that would the happens, attendance be for that Purdue game if they if lost, they're zero and two? If they like, oh, you, you. It's faculty and staff appreciation day. <laughs> That's all that'll be there. The ushers and the concession people. <laughs> all right, we're gonna take our final time out here in hour number one. Uh, we're back after this on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back, Orange Nation. Paulie, Steve, Cool Modi's birthday today. It's the big 6-0. I go to work. This is a classic. This should be your uh, wake-up song for your alarm clock every morning. I go to work Monday through Friday. It's a good way to start the day. Number 33 on the all-time like MC list. You got to like the way you operate. 
All right, Jordan's in here. Where's Where's Jordan's ranking in the list of producers we've had here at ESPN Radio? And he's Is he not, top 33? Yeah, he's not better than Junior Mint, though. Junior Mint is the legendary producer of all time. The gold standard for yes. what you're shooting for. There's still time, Jordan. There's still time. Jordan's right up there, though, in my opinion. Yes, he is. He's no Junior Mint, but... How does that make you feel, Jordan? High praise. You'd, yeah, you would just, you'd love a microphone. Um, if you were Junior Mint, your microphone would be... Isn't Junior Mint like some, like... Military He genius. works for like NCIS. Dude, though. like I'm not even trying to compete with that. I just put like a foam basketball head on and try to do the kid and play, hurt my ankle. Lose you're in the, you're in the same conversation though as him. How does that make man. you feel? Yeah, because I eat Junior Mints. Like, junior Mint came to my uh, Super Bowl party and basically stuffed his pockets and everything with all the food and walked out. So yes, that is that right? Of, yeah, let's go Part to the, his legacy. Yeah, let's go to the phone line. What does that say? We've got uh, Texan, Texan Mark. Mark. Oh, let's go Texan Mark. In Sackett's Harbor. Uh, Mark, how are you? You're on the show. Welcome back. Yeah. Hey, hey, so Texan Mark here. Hey, just wanted to come in and uh, give you my uh, official prediction for the season. Uh, I hear a lot of uh, bad juju out there calling for four and eight seasons and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm, I'm on the other side. I'm thinking seven and five is the bar that we need to set, and uh, I can tell you which games I think we're going to win. Yeah, go, I'd love go to hear it. this. Go for it. So where, where are the seven? Okay, the seven are, okay, Louisville and Purdue, we're going to go 500 on those. So we're going to have one win among those two right there. Okay. I, I agree with that. Buy it. Okay, UConn, we're going to win that easy by at least 14 points going away. Um, and if we don't, we're, we're in trouble. But, <laughs> yeah, we uh, discussed we that. that earlier. I agree with that. That yeah. is not good if that happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. UVA Friday night. Come on, we're going to win that game. That that uh, that is going to be a win for us. Uh, we always play well on Friday night. Wagner goes without saying it's going to be a name your score, and we'll get the freshman get some time on that. All right, Mark, I'm I'm right there oh. with you. I I had the okay. same I had the same four and one start. Then then walk us through <laughs> the rest of the yeah. season. Here's where it gets a little dicey. I think we're going to go zero for three in October. Okay, Case I agree. It's a step. Um, and then at, in November, I have a feeling we're going to win the last three. We'll probably. We could possibly beat Pitt. I, you know, if, that's, if their quarterback gets hurt, you know, Pitt lost quite a bit, uh, you know, from, from NIL and then from graduation. They could, that could be a victory, but I'm going to put that as a loss right now. But I think we beat FSU, and I actually think we surprise people, and we will beat Wake Forest and BC at the end of the season. And the reason is, is, Jerkovic, right now, I, we don't know if he's going to last the whole season. Um, they're they're going to have their offensive line is usually pretty good, but you know they lost that kid to injury, mahogany, and I don't think their line is going to be as good. And Wake Forest, they, they they actually had a lot of losses too. Of course, they got back the the, the kid that's Hartman that's been playing there for like fourteen years or something like that. I mean, he'll be back playing, um, but uh, I think I think we're going to win. Those last three games in a row to finish seven and five and, and head on off to probably the pinstripe bowl. I hate to uh, rain on your parade, but I said the exact same thing. I just had one <laughs> le- one less win earlier in the season. I, I, just, I had him winning the last and, three games also. And listen, Mark, I you know I I I think there's 
a strong possibility that they are going to be four and four going into those last four games. I just, given their track record in November, and I know there are a lot of different reasons for for why they've been so bad in November. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I think that's going to be a, a tough ask for them to go three and one in those last four. Well, we, we hope. I mean, I, we hope that it'll, it'll, you know, it'll change a little bit there. But I think out of those four games are all winnable. They're all losable, too, in November. And you are right. We A lot of times we fail to perform in November because the team is injured. But uh, I think we, I think offensive line is going to be in much better shape than we think. The defensive line, obviously, is a big question mark. So, you know, that, that I think, is our Achilles heel right there. But uh, the rest of the defense is going to be really good. And I think the other thing we're not mentioning – I think special teams is going to be really good this year. Last year was a disaster, but I have a feeling that uh, you know Schmidt's going to go on on a high note because if he wants to make the NFL, he's going to have to perform. I think our punting can't get any worse, and I think our kickoff returner and our punt returners are, are actually really good. And uh, we've always been pretty good at not giving up a really long run. So I think our special teams is going to be really good, and that's one-third of the of the game, and I think I think Dino right now in a CEO role is going to give the flexibility to Anai and Beck to kind of run the offense. And uh, I think I think we'll be pleasantly surprised. I, I'm looking forward to this season, and I really think really poor people, locals that are sitting on the fence, to go out and get tickets for the Louisville game. We need to be there in force uh, to show up well on TV that night. Yeah, I mean, you look at at November. Uh, you know, your your depth is tested in November, and let's hope that. And we've been promised better depth on this roster. Let's let's hope that is the case. Uh, since the the bowl game, Syracuse is two and nine in the month of November. Um, since that bowl season from from uh, from twenty eighteen, so it's it's been an issue. Um, let's hope that they've got the depth to, to put up with the injuries uh, because, you know, injuries are going to happen over the course of the year. Mark, it's great to have you on again. And great to hear I your voice again. I got one more Thanks question for coming Mark. Up. Yeah, Sierra go ahead, Cruz. Paul. Mark, how you feel about Cool Modi? How I feel about what? Cool Modi, our artist, artist of, of the, the day. day. I, I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Steve and I are enjoying it. <laughs> All right, Mark. Thanks for, for checking How in. do you not know who Cool Modi no, is? I mean, I get it. It's... I mean, if you don't listen to that genre of music, you're you're not going to know. He's a legend. He wears funky shades. I mean, we had Chris Cornell on, and I mean, I had heard of him, but I I knew one song you played that day. I didn't listen to that genre of music. Well, it's good. Just, you know what? This is uh, this is informative. People are is. learning. It is. Hopefully, hopefully, people are learning. All right, we had Jordan in here. We're going to take a break. Before we go, you and Mark yeah. came together on something there. November might not go well. That means those early season games are important. Get to the freaking dome on the third, please. That Louisville game is super important. You got to help out. Get to the dome. It really is important. I mean, again, it, the first game is always important. The first game this year is critical to this team. It hasn't gone great. I've been sitting on this. It hasn't gone great for my favorite baseball team since <laughs> since they acquired. But you know what? Someone asked, how do they do it? How do, how do they do it? They're not like a top thing. You know why? Because the fans show up every game, and they make money off of their ticket sales. Like people they have are blue seats. People, at they, yes, they do. But they, you laugh at that. You want orange seats? Sell out the dome, and then maybe they got a little more money to be flexible with orange seats. Go enjoy your favorite team, whether they're winning or losing. There, there's your lesson of the day. 
this is where you, this is where you this is where you lean into the mic and you go thank you thank you all right thank you thank you just if you want orange sheets and you want nice things go to the game buy tickets it's important you want good recruits be be in the dome you can play a part in this because if recruits are watching and there's ten thousand people there they ain't coming they see thirty some odd thousand people there that's a pretty hot, that place is lit, jumping, as the kids would say. Banging. The bomb. And every other stupid phrase you would say if you were a child. It's one of those things. And then the recruits come. And you get orange seats. It, it, it's, it, it makes the world a better place if you buy tickets to Syracuse football. Thank you. <laughs> buy or sell with Jordan Cote up next on ESPN Radio.